The Back Post. A-League. With Francis Leach on ABC Grandstand Digital. It is time for the back post. No Francis Leach, I'm afraid. We did catch up with him last hour out of Rio, but uh, we had a pretty little handy replacement in Mr. Dave Dabutovich, Chief Football Writer for the Herald Sun, who also joins us from Rio. Morning, Dave. Morning. Big shoes to fill, though, Zara. Big shoes to fill, but I know you, you know, you, you, if there's one thing we know about you, you deal with pressure well, Dave. You handle it. What's that? You handle the pressure well. That's what we love about you. Oh, I, I do my best, mate. Thanks for the kind words. Mate, how's your week been? Um, before, we, uh, before we get into it, just seeing images that are all over the TV this morning of an overpass that uh, appears to have come down in Belo Horizonte, uh, which has crushed a bus and a car. Is that obviously massive news over there? Um, interestingly, it's probably bigger news internationally than what it is in Brazil, and uh, don't mean to be facetious, but uh, it's something that is fairly common over here in Brazil, I am told. So uh, at the moment, uh, firefighters have confirmed that there is one death and uh, about uh, at least 10 people injured. So that happened about uh, four hours ago. Mm. Um, it was a, a bridge that was supposed to be finished. It was being built for the World Cup. Um, but uh, it, it just collapsed, uh, as I said, about four hours ago in the World Cup host city. And uh, this was a city that was probably deemed to be the most ready uh, for the World Cup. But, uh, yeah, as I said, Al, it's uh, it's sad news, but it's something that's fairly common over here in Brazil. So it'll, it'll make more headlines uh, internationally than what it will over here, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess all the focus over there is very much on the football side and, of course, coming into uh, quarterfinal action. Um, let's run through these. Let's kick it off with uh, France-Germany. Uh, I watched uh, both those sides, um, their matches midweek, and um, probably more so impressed with France than I was with Germany. How do you expect uh, this one to take shape? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think France has been, Germany aside from their uh, opening game, uh, 4-0 win, I think France has been the... Uh, the pick of the two thus far, but they have been, they were in probably the easiest group of the World Cup, mm. so um, oh, I think that's definitely a factor but in saying that, that can sometimes play you into form and uh, the form of Karen Benzema up front for France he has been outstanding, he didn't call it score in that second round game um, but he had probably two chances and one outstanding chance in particular uh, just before they scored the opening goal um, the other day, so I think he's the key for them. And uh, they, of course, finished their game in 90 minutes, uh, unlike the Germans who needed that uh, that uh, extra time win over Algeria, that tenth extra time win. Yeah. Uh, Algeria sort of throwing everything they could at them. So well, I think Germany is a favourite, and I think they will win. Uh, it's set up nicely for France to, uh, to actually win this game in Rio de Janeiro tomorrow. Yeah, and as far as the uh, we're going to see the, the European style of football taking them, uh, you know, clashing, and then of course the complete opposite uh, a couple of hours later when uh, host Brazil take on Colombia. Uh, this is, I mean, this is the game of the round, isn't it? So much hope in that country, there's so much weighing on the line. But the Colombians have been, um, well, I wouldn't say the surprise packers, but gee, they've they've won a lot of fans along the way with the football they're playing and uh, the dance moves yeah, they... at the end. They, they have. Yeah, he's not bad, James. He uh, he can play and he can manoeuvre, but uh, it's got all the ingredients, doesn't it? You, you know, South American rivals, Brazil on home soil, you know, the two 
two of the emerging young stars of world football in Neymar against James, both 22 years of age. And uh, the rumour is uh, in the last 24 hours that Real Madrid are going to come in real hard for James Rodriguez, who's at Monaco at the moment. So um, as we discussed the other day, they're going to have to uh, stump up a fair bit of cash, but he uh, he does like Real Madrid and uh, he's pretty tight with Cristiano Ronaldo. So that could happen. And, uh, of course, Neymar playing in football at Barcelona. So, you know, it could be a shootout between them two because they very much have carried their sides. Um, I uh, Even though Brazil doesn't have any great form to carry into this game, uh, I, I think they will win. Um, they, uh, they, they are panicking, though. Luis Felipe Scolari, their coach, uh, yesterday at training. Bizarrely, it was supposed to be a closed session, but we saw... Uh, we saw video footage of him uh, moving his squad around. He changed from a, a back four to a, a back three or a back five, depending on which way you want to look at it. Um, he, he took Danny Alves out of the uh, right back position and introduced uh, the veteran, May Con, who's at Roma now. Um, and he also removed Fred, who's pretty much the whipping boy of, uh, of Brazil at the moment. I mean, I've watched a few games, uh, you know, in pubs and various uh, places. At any time he gets the ball, they just go berserk. They do not like him at all. I don't think he should be uh, in the uh, World Cup squad, let alone in the starting 11. So if he is out of there, it looks like Neymar will play up front on his own, perhaps as the other, the false nine, you know, a little bit, a uh, little bit withdrawn from that striker's position. But uh, they are panicking. If Scolari has called them to come out and be aggressive because they were two nights against Chile in that second round game, and of course they needed penalties to to get over them. It would have been an absolute disaster if they had have lost in the round of 16. But it'll be a pretty pretty similar story if they lose in the quarterfinals. Because with all due respect. Uh, to Colombia, the locals, all 200 million of them, expect Brazil to win this game. Mm. The unthinkable happens, Dave. What do you expect? What will be the, the mood will turn very quickly, won't it, over there? Well, it will. And I'll tell you what, going into that penalty shootout uh, a few days ago, I was, I was standing with a, a very good mate of mine who's, a, uh, who's based over here, a journalist, and he said to me, if Brazil loses this shootout, uh, it could kick off, you know, protests and everything. And... Uh, <laughs> It's bizarre because it's almost like uh, the, the you know the government uh, the government will either be blamed for uh, Brazil's failings or they'll be uh, lauded if they end up winning the uh, winning the World Cup. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's a really bizarre situation over here. But what I do know is that everything stops. It's a Friday tomorrow. Mm. Uh, Brazil will play at five o'clock, but from one o'clock everything will be closed. Uh, Banks aren't open tomorrow. It's basically a public holiday, and that's uh, that's the case for all of Brazil games. So it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, looking forward to watching this one, and uh, we'll be on air tomorrow when that one's uh, in its second half. So it's going to be a tough little show to do, that's for sure. We have one eye firmly glued to that one. And uh, Sunday our time, Dave, 2 a.m. Argentina take on Belgium, and then uh, Netherlands take on Costa Rica after that one. Similar pressure coming on the Argentinians as well. They uh, probably haven't been playing as well as they thought as a whole. It's just that man Messi that just keeps on uh, coming to the rescue. Spot on, and he's really carrying the team. And he, he looked like he was struggling just moments before he assisted uh, Angel Di Maria's uh, winning goal deep into extra time. I think it was 118 minutes, so two minutes away from penalties. And I'll tell you what, Belgium would have fancied that. Um, uh, sorry, um, uh, Switzerland would have fancied their chances in the uh, penalty shootout, but. Uh, in the end, they got through, and it was amazing just watching that game, watching Switzerland's defensive tactics, and any time Messi got the ball, minimum three players, sometimes five players would swarm around yeah. him. And uh, 
you know, most times he managed to keep it or he'd get the ball off. He's just such a clever player. It's, it's not just his skills, but his ability to, to be able to find little pockets of space and to have the confidence to demand the ball regardless of, of where it is. But, um, look, the criticism from Argentines has been you've, we've got to bring other players into it because they do have a very good squad. They've got Di Maria. He was really disappointing that game but scored the winning goal. He's a Real Madrid. They've got you know Higuain, who's, who's also been disappointing. Uh, Mascarano, he's their you know, he's their real heartbeat in the middle of the park. And, uh, you know, he was fantastic. He leads the uh, the World Cup in tackles at the moment. But, uh, you know, a, a lot uh, could also depend on Sergio Aguero. He missed the game with a quad injury. He uh, he trained yesterday, so he could come back into the side um, for tomorrow's game. And if he does it, it'd probably be at the expense of uh, Higuain. You expect Argentina to get up for this one, Dave? I do, I do. I mean, Belgium have been very, very good, but uh, it's been a weird World Cup because the games have been so exciting. But you look at Belgium, who've also got a very well-balanced squad, and uh, and Eden Hazard, the Chelsea attacker, has very much carried them as well. Mm. So, you know, the individual stars have just been so influential. So uh, I think they'll give Argentina a real run for their money, but uh, I think Argentina will uh, will prevail just. Yep. And finally, to round it out, Netherlands taking on Costa Rica. And interested to see uh, Brazilian coach Scalari coming out and saying, FIFA wants the Netherlands to win. <laughs> Does he think he's just attracting a little bit of attention away from uh, more pressing issues at hand, Dave, you reckon? Yeah, that's a pretty long bow. I'm not sure why they'd, uh, why they'd want the Dutch to get up. But uh, look, why not? Uh, if Scolari thinks so, he won the World Cup in 2002. And if you win a World Cup, I mean, you can pretty much say anything, can't you? Uh, especially as a coach. But this is the one that, on the face of it, looks the most lopsided of the quarterfinals. Yep. But Netherlands have been really interesting in that Van Hal has pretty much ditched their, you know, attacking total football philosophy for a more conservative approach. We saw shades of it in the 2010 World Cup but this is pretty much a counter-attacking game that they've adopted and it worked an absolute treat in the opener against uh, against Spain when they won 5-1. You know, they hit them on the counter after going down 1-0 and, and absolutely tore them apart and it was interesting seeing them against Australia because where they had to force the issue a little bit more um, they struggled, and he changed his formation at half time from a, a three five two to a uh, to a a four three three, um, which allowed them to to get more numbers uh, get more numbers forward, and they took the game to Australia, and the game did turn off the back of that. So, you know, you'd think they will have to force the issue against Costa Rica, but in saying that, Costa Rica have got some wonderful attacking talent. Brian Ruiz, the uh, the former Fulham attacker for the uh, English Premier League fans, and Joel Campbell, who uh, is owned by Arsenal but has, uh, hasn't really played there. He was on loan to Olympiacos last season, but uh, his World Cup form suggests that uh, he will be back at the Emirates this season. So if they fire, they will give the Dutch a run for their money. But uh, I'm with Scolari. I think the Dutch will win. Well, Los Ticos would have noticed that the Netherlands are most dangerous on the break, Dave. So how do you think they're going to counter that you know, defensively while still trying to get their attacking players involved in, in scoring as well? The Dutch... Dutch, that is, yeah? Sorry? Sorry, were you, were you asking about the Dutch? It just cut out. No, sorry. They were saying the uh, the Costa Ricans would have noticed that the Netherlands have been so dangerous on the break, as we saw during the pool rounds and, you know, in the in the knockout stage as well. So how do you think they'll counter that? Do you think they'll, they'll make big plans around that? Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, they've been a, an interesting team to watch, Costa Rica, and they finished top of a really tough group, probably the group of deaths that included uh, Uruguay, um, Italy and England, and they were really convincing. And uh, they 
they were fairly convincing during the qualifying phase as well, but I don't think anyone really expected them to um, to qualify, let alone finish top. So they were really gallant against Greece. They deserved to win that game, although the Greeks came at them you know, right at the death. But I think they'll go to Netherlands. They'll be conservative, but I think they will, uh, they will have, a, they'll have a crack. And uh, they would have studied, I think they, you know, in particular, would have studied that, uh, that Australia game and uh, you know, would have taken a lot out of it. So I think they've got a goal in them, definitely. But uh, I also think that Van Persie would be pretty angry about being subbed late in the last game. Mm. And uh, he's got a point to prove. Uh, it's going to be some exciting football. You'll be all across it, mate. We'll check in with you on Monday morning and uh, we'll wrap it all up. So looking forward to having a chat to you. Uh, what's the plan for the rest of the day, my friend? It's uh, well, just coming into evening time where you are. Yeah, it is quarter to 8pm and uh, that's probably the, the equivalent of 2pm uh, in Australia. So <laughs> things don't uh, kick off until midnight over here, so it's early days. So uh, I'm just putting plans in place. It's a Thursday night, Brazil plays tomorrow. As I said, it's pretty much a public holiday. So I dare say uh, Rio de Janeiro will be a hive of activity tonight. Wonderful. Mate, good to talk to you. We will uh, check in with you on Monday. Enjoy and uh, go well. Good on you, Al. This is The Back Post with Francis Leach. And Al Crombie uh, with you on Grandstand Breakfast this morning. Time now to uh, head from Rio to the City of Churches where we speak with uh, Paul Wade, former soccer room captain and uh, Grandstand contributor. He joins us on the line. Morning, Wadey. And a very good morning to you, Al. How's your World Cup since we spoke to you in the last week? The highs, the lows. Uh, what have you enjoyed, Wadey? <laughs> I've enjoyed the fact that I had a bit of a lie-in, mate. How good is that? Catching a few Zs has been has been terrific. You know, I was saying some, something earlier that, you know, normally World Cups, you oh, geez, I've got to get up for another World Cup game. And now it's like, whoa, I'm setting my alarm 10 minutes early. I might miss something. It's just been terrific to watch, whether it be young stars coming through the system mm. or... Favourites crashing and burning like Brazil and Argentina. I still think it's going to be the final, but Yeah, yeah, and I think you'd be a bold man to bet against it. But uh, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Wait, did we see the tournament tighten up? And I think that's to be expected as you hit the knockout stages. There's plenty, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of extra times and penalty shootouts. And, uh, you know, I guess as things become more tense, we're going to see a bit more of that. I'm curious to think, how do the, how do the coaches go about making sure you know, that they still get the most out of their team and they still play the expressive football they want, you know, despite this natural tendency to tighten up when so much is on the line. Yeah, Alan, you've got to think of the other things too. I mean, it happens every World Cup because it's played mm. in summer. Uh, the fatigue factor as well. You know, talking to the physios and doctors, it's not just about your name and what you've done for your club or how you played in the last game. How have you pulled up now? Um, what do you do with these key players like Muller of Germany and Neymar and Messi? Do you go one-on-one with them mm. or defend, uh, defend against them collectively? All those issues, I tell you what, it's not 90 minutes of football. There are days and days of planning. I think most teams, though, won't change the fact that, hey, boys, when we lose possession in our attacking third, we get it back straight away because we can't afford to be running up and down this field all night. Some interesting, uh, some interesting things coming out of Brazil and the effects of sexual activities, weighty, and their effects on teams. Now, in the Socceroos, was there ever a blanket ban when it came to nocturnal activities pre-match? <laughs> we couldn't afford to take our wives. We played for the uh, we played for the Australian Soccer Federation. We had to go in and say, "Hey, any chance of a bonus?" They were, "No, nah, we haven't got any money." 
And then one of the boys said, well, I tell you what, if you don't get us some money, we're not going to play. And they, they came back to us and said, give us the names of the players that are not going to play and they can go home now. Oh, I'll tell you what. So there was no chance, absolutely no chance that was going to be a problem. Well, Bosnia, Chile, Mexico and Russia have all come out and said we uh, we banned sex before matches and obviously <laughs> it hasn't worked out for them. Argentina, Colombia, they're not telling what their policy and I love the fact that uh, the Brazilian coach, uh, Scolari, has forbidden any acrobatic positions before the... <laughs> so, you know, each to their own. They've all got their own style, Wadey. Mate, yeah. as, as far as the quarterfinals uh, are looking, what are you looking forward to? Um, what are the matchups that uh, you're really looking forward to sinking your teeth into this weekend? Whoa, Brazil versus Colombia. How it, good is that? Yeah. Brazil are not setting the world on fire. They're dealing with the pressure of not hammering teams like teams in the past have done. And they're coming up against the Colombian side that I think have entertained more than any other country in this competition. And when you think about the fact that they've uncovered a new star, well, he's a new star in our eyes. Anyway, mm. Rodriguez, who played, how about the goal he scored the other night? He's caught it on his chest with his back towards the goal, but the way he took it has turned himself around with his left foot, has rifled it in the top corner. It's to rival Tim Cahill. And, uh, and look, if they can produce magic goals like that and magic build-up like they're doing, wow, that will be the biggest shock of the competition, knocking Brazil out in the quarters. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be, uh, be <laughs> absolutely massive. Argentina, mm-hmm. what have you made of the Argentinians? Disappointing, un- in one word, disappointing. Yep. Everyone's relying on Messi and, mm. you know, they've had four wins in a row, but Messi scored three winners and he's supplied the pass for the, the fourth one. Now, is that relying on one bloke or what? But, hey, if that, if that bloke keeps coming up with the uh, with the goods, let's not complain is what they're saying. I mean, uh, Diego Maradona did it. He had to do it with his hand when he punched it in the back of the net, the hand of God. But, hey, maybe this might be a replay of that. Uh, they're all saying that unless Messi wins the World Cup, then he'll never be considered one of the greatest, like Pelé, mm. like Maradona. Yeah, and that was a big talk, wasn't it, that he had to produce in the yeah. tournament. And, uh, gee, he's done it so far. It'll be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, we spoke to Frankie Leach early this morning, Wadey, and he said the, uh, the Argentinian fans are very cocky. There's a lot of them <laughs> over there, and they're being very cocky. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Costa Rica, Los Ticos, they're a sentimental favourites. A lot, a lot of people now, That the charming little run through. Of course, they'll take on the Netherlands. That's the last match we'll see here, 6 a.m. Uh, Sunday morning. Are they a chance at all in your eyes? Oh, look, I... They're my romantic favourites. They are your FA Cup third division team <laughs> coming it up and knocking Liverpool off. The whole world wants them to do well. You ask them, name any star in that team. I bet you billions of people couldn't come up with an answer. Mm. Uh, this is going to be another massive result. Mind you, you know, when you're up against Iron Robin and Van Persie and a team that haven't been setting the world on fire, but I tell you what, they haven't looked bad like the others. It's going to be a big ask. A really put your put a dollar on it, but don't go the full house car and family. <laughs> wise words there, Wadey. Wise words. Uh, soccer great Paul Wade with us here on uh, Grandstand Breakfast. Just a little bit closer to home, Wadey. While I've got you before we finish up, yeah. some big news in regards to the A League. Uh, news that England midfielder Frank Lampard will be joining Melbourne City, aka the Heart, uh, in this coming season. That's uh, huge news to uh, go alongside David Villiers. Yeah, look, you know what? It's a it's a great little rage. I mean, when you've got a, a marquee player, you want a marquee player who's 
I don't know. He works hard in the midfield. Oh, yes, I'm sure a lot of people say he scores goals. But, you know, is he a David Villa? No, he's not. Mind you, I tell you what, if you've got a bob or two to spend, as far as inspiration goes, as far as leadership and being able to organise people, you just might go for Lampard. But he won't be one of those players that will go, Dad, did you see what Lampard did during that game? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a it's smart marketing, though, isn't it? Surely, on on behalf yeah, of the, yeah. they're getting these players out here, and we saw the effects um, Del Piero had with Sydney and yeah. just on shirt sales. I, think, what, I hope they can I hope they can keep uh, David Villa more than ten games. I don't think they will, but I tell you what, what a what a, a terrific thing it has been this this marquee player. Pay him a squillion dollars; they're worth it. Del Piero, perfect example. Yeah, they'll get bums on seats and people watching the yeah. TV to watch, you know, some of the greats, and it might be the case that, yeah, they might be at their peak. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, with these guys that are world-class come to the A-League, it's a nice little fit. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, that's what uh, has been the problem. You know, all the, the best players have been on the other side of the world. If you want to watch them, you can watch a replay, but you don't get the vibe about how good they are. Well, some of those players with that history, and David Villa is one of them who's just played in the World Cup finals, uh, is one of those players that kids go, Dad, you know what? I want to be like him. Indeed. Well, do you reckon if we see the success of Melbourne City and it just it, it proves to be a massive success, what they're doing and joining forces here with the club, uh, bringing these players over, can you see it? happening more and more in the A-League? Can we see other big clubs around the world, you know, Barcelona joining forces with Brisbane, perhaps? Uh, you know, can you, can you see that they see this as a market that's kind of untapped? Yeah, very much so. You know, a big plus for us is we're in Asia now. Mm. So when we play in the Asian Champions League, there are a few... I don't know how many billion people there are in this uh, in this area, but that is a huge market for the likes of Barcelona, Real Madrid, man, you know, whoever, the big players to say, you know what, for the sake of sending one player for 10 weeks or whatever it might be, for the amount of publicity we'll get for that, yep, dick, let's do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch and uh, it seems like there's uh, a bit of an experiment going on here and uh, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, look, the quality of football will only be on the up and up and that's where, you know, the bosses of the A-League will be happy to see that, that's for sure. Yeah, as long as they get... He's done all right, David Gallup, hasn't he? Hey, he's walked into a situation where we're qualifying for World Cups. Uh, the A-League is taking off. Uh, you know, the boys are squeaky clean as far as the drugs and sex and all the <laughs> concerned. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, uh, he looks, he's a modern-day uh, modern Benjamin Button. He has actually... He looks younger... <laughs> He looks a lot more refreshed and a lot less stressed than he was when he was uh, running the NRL, that's for sure. But obviously he doesn't yeah. have uh, half the problems to deal with off yeah. the field, mate. Uh, I'll I tell you what, I love the way he says football. <laughs> you know what I mean? He uh, loves it. He actually does. He uh, loves the game. He's it's easy to win you over, Wadey, that's for sure. Yeah, Just yeah, say football. Absolutely. You still got the cup <laughs> under your arm? In a word? No, because I'm in Adelaide. I didn't want to jump on a plane and go, and everyone go, Uri, what's that? <laughs> Uh, Never be seen again. Good to talk to you, mate. We'll catch up with you next week. Enjoy the weekend, uh, the Festival of the Boot. It should be a cracker. Yeah, see you. I'll be happy yourself. Once again, it's there the Socceroos are ahead. Do you love your football? Want to stay up to date with the World Cup in Brazil? Visit the dedicated Brazil 2014 page with ABC Grandstand Online.
Find out the latest news, check fixtures and teams and explore the history feature which takes a look back at all 19 World Cup finals and features some of the greatest names in football. Grandstand Sport. Brazil 2014. Featuring online now at abc.net.au slash grandstand.